This is Toronto, and last episode featured Bloom, a play at this year's Fringe Festival. We're sticking with Fringe, and we're going to focus on another play called Mr. Baxter. It's inspired by real events and deals with sex, trauma, abuse, and suicide. It also involves the subway. Mr. Baxter is presented by the Quickening Theatre and will run from July 7th to 17th at Theatre Pass Marat. Kate Fenton is the co-artistic director of the Quickening Theatre. She also wrote the script for Mr. Baxter and is a member of the cast. We chatted recently about the production. Here's our conversation. Kate, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Now, in your own words, describe the plot of Mr. Baxter. Well, it takes place in three locations. One is on the platform of a subway station between a teacher and a stranger, a teenage boy that he meets on the platform. Uh, another location is on a subway car between a, a teenage couple, a boy and a girl who are about 16. And then the other is in the bedroom of a married couple, and the woman is a driver of a of the subway, a TTC conductor. And these three plots. And sort these of... three plots eventually collide. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to describe it without sort of giving away the story, but the the inspiration of it originated from a news story that I heard in 2009 about a teacher in Toronto who had been accused of some kind of inappropriate relationship with students and three days later he killed himself on the subway or on like the he laid in front of a subway train and died. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately uh, suicides involving the TTC subway uh, occur occasionally. Um, What was it about this particular incident that caught your attention? I guess the idea behind well it's complicated, I suppose, but the idea of um, trauma and how people deal or overcome that, I mean, what was so interesting to me was this idea that that somebody could be accused of committing something that has potential ramifications for whoever that student or those students were, that that, um, whatever the context of that relationship was, it could potentially have a lifelong impact, and then the way in which he chose to deal with it was to commit another act that could potentially have a lifelong impact in a really traumatic way. And what's interesting to me is how these sort of awful things, not particular, not everybody goes through these exact kind of events, but everybody has some kind of trauma that occurs in their life. And the question is always like, how do we overcome that and how do we deal with it and that particular story struck me as something that I could relate to in my own life and how um, for me I'm always trying to find a way to sort of bust through things that are struggle a struggle for me or challenging for me and um, and that that kind of question is of interest to me as a as a person and as an artist you know, Kane, I'm very interested as to how you wrote the script. As a playwright, how does someone get inside the head of a person who decides that the best option for him is to lie down on the tracks? Yeah, I don't know. It's a very extreme response. And so I guess for from where I was sort of 
I, I thought a lot about that, like what were those days leading up to that moment or what was what was going through his mind or why why would he choose to do that? And I don't know that I've necessarily answered that question, but I've asked it for sure. I don't I I think I sympathize with it too. Like I think I I um I find Whatever I've projected onto this character, because now the play is a fictitious creation and not really based on the true story, just inspired by that and got my head thinking about this person. And then I've taken from my own life and, and people that I know or um, scenarios that make that somehow relate to that idea. I've projected something onto this character now that I've created. And I think I was coming from a place of trying to understand what the what the confused and painful place that person must have been in or had to be in in order to decide that that's the only way to solve the situation. And I guess that you answers your question. <laughs> yes, well, I, I guess you sometimes have to go to moments in your life, you have to reflect on moments that weren't too pleasant or you have to go to dark spaces that you don't really want to go to. Yeah, for sure. And one, you definitely do, um, as an actor too, like if a script requires that, then that's part of the process is how do you find a place in your own self that, that can make sense of, of something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I don't, I've tried to really, I mean, I don't even think I've tried. I just don't judge any of the characters that are in the play. They all, um, are real people to me that, that, that I think like as an actor, that's what you have to do as well. So everybody coming to the play and participating in it, they're, they're now responsible to create these people that I think part of that process is definitely asking yourself, like what, where within my own consciousness do I have some tendencies or relationship to that kind of darkness? And of course, we can let the audience form, form their own judgments. Um, let's talk about the cat. Let's talk about the cast and crew. Um, who's directing Mr. Baxter? Adam Seabold, who is uh, my husband, <laughs> and also uh, um, an actor and a writer of uh, in his own esteem. Can I say that? I don't know what I'm saying now. Of course, you could say anything you want. <laughs> uh, what? Do, how about the cast? Who are some of the cast members? Some of the cast members are um, Riley Gilchrist and Mark Gibson, and those. Those three, Adam wrote a show a couple years ago that we did at the Fringe called Code Blue, and he directed it as well, and, and Mark and Riley were in it. Um, but the two of them also uh, have done quite a bit of TV and film, and, and actually Mark and uh, Adam and Jordan, who's another cast member in the show, are in a film, a Civil War zombie film, um, a feature film that's coming out next year called Exit Humanity. Well, that's certainly something to look forward to. Yeah, it's now, very exciting. Now, Kate, very uh, cool concept. You mentioned uh, being part of Fringe, and, and what does it mean to you to have this play uh, presented at Fringe? Well, for me, the Fringe Festival is, um, as an independent theater creator and, uh, and an emerging playwright and someone who's trying to develop new works uh, with my own company, the Fringe Festival is a really positive space to workshop and develop new work in a in a relatively inexpensive way. Um, it's really challenging to get uh, development grants 
And right now, especially in Toronto, it's really competitive trying to get money and funding. And so although we've done some fundraising of our own, the Fringe is a really cheap place uh, and a great support system to, to try new work in front of an audience and to get um, a pretty good run, like seven shows where you can get some legitimate feedback from those audience members. Uh, and it also helps to get reviewed because if there is any desire to pursue touring or remounts or continued development of the shows, that can always help with more funding and also attention from other theater companies. And we've had some success with that. Uh, at the same time that we did Code Blue, I also created Fish Face with Jeanette Moore, who's a company member. She's uh, the other co-artistic director of The Quickening. And we toured her show uh, in 2009, and from that we won an award in Vancouver, and the Vancouver East Cultural Center um, gave us uh, a residency at their company and presented our work. And so that was the first time that our that our work actually got like um, professional attention and and financial support, and that's that's a huge um, stepping stone. It's extremely helpful, and the only way that we could have made those contacts was to, to do our work at the Fringe Festival. Now, Kate, if people would like more information on Mr. Baxter, where can they go? They can go to the Quickening Theatre Company website, which is just thequickeningtheatre.com, and they can also go to our Facebook page, which is also thequickeningtheatre.com, and there is an events page on the Quickening Theatre Facebook page under Mr. Baxter. Well, Kate, thanks so much for taking the time out. As they say in theater, break a leg, and of course, all the best. Thank you so much. Kate Fenton is the co-artistic director of the Quickening Theater, which presents Mr. Baxter, July 7th to 17th, at Theater Pass Marai, the main space to be specific, 16 Ryerson Avenue. For more information, please visit www.thequickeningtheater.com. That's thequickeningtheater, all one word, dot com. That's all for this episode of This is Toronto. Questions and comments can be sent by email. The address is thisistorontopodcast at yahoo.ca. You could also post a comment on the website, thisistorontopodcast.blogspot.com. And don't forget about This is Toronto's Facebook fan page. I'm Eric Rosenheck. Thanks for listening.